When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws, feathers or fur, sharp teeth or feet with claws, whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves, then podcast the body parts, get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owler. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows, have the crowd witnessing the murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All your hair's a half a puff and a Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his song's about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Bo, 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 bo. Time for the Wolf and Owl, Wolf and Owl inside the building. Wolf and Owl, go and run, tell your children. Wolf and Owl inside the place. Oh my gosh, Tom, you look fucking delightful. Mate, look at this. Are you hoteling still, boy? Yeah, I'm hoteling. I'm in Glasgow doing Weakest Link. And uh, I've had a little insight this week into what uh, my life would be like if I lived on my own. And the answer to that is absolutely fucking disgusting. I mean... Really? Mate, I, like, I've basically had to put don't come in on the hotel room door because I'm so ashamed of what they're going to come in and find. It's just like, I just got shit everywhere, man. Mate, I've been living in a hotel for a month now. Like I've been, I've been in a hotel. Yeah, but you're with your, you're with, you're with Catherine though, right? I'm with Catherine and Grace, which is kind of cool. Saturday, I had that. I had an insight into Saturday what my life would be like without Catherine if I was just having Grace at the weekends. Yeah, like Catherine went for a spa day. Uh, it was like she had a night. I say spa day. She went for an afternoon at spa. I, I, oh man, just try, I correcting your words in case she listens there, right? She does this, and yeah, so I have to be very careful. Um, I don't have to. I don't she, have to uh, worry about that. <laughs> I uh, I made Grace her lunch, and then took Grace downstairs to the sports bar in our hotel to watch mm. uh, Man City versus Brentford, uh, mm. and then just sort of yeah, I just got a little glimpse of like, oh, is this the kind of single dad I'd be that I'm just sort of sitting here having a couple of beers with my little tiny gorgeous daughter, <laughs> who's uh. Yeah, the waitresses are coming over and sort of giving a cuddle to. I just felt, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I, you know, maybe I need to have a word with myself. It's a mad thing being at a hotel this long. Like, I'm in a place now where it's... I, I've started telling people who are just arriving what days are what for the themed buffet. Oh, my God. What do you mean you're telling people who are arriving? So where, where are you positioning yourself to do this? <laughs> no, I'm not at the front desk. I'm not, no, I'm not at the front desk when people arrive going, oh, hi there, um, Tuesday. Oh, it's Tuesday, so it's Lebanese day. Um, uh, you really, really want to be trying those, those dishes. Um, and if I could tempt you, on uh, Friday is a Chinese dim sum day. That's like here, every day is a different cuisine. Is it really? Yeah. Is, uh, are, they still, the are, you still hitting up, are you still hitting up the pancake station? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I, and the pancake woman is, she's just, she's taking it up another level. I had a, I had a bit of an argument at the omelette station the other day, though. Oh, God. Okay, go on. What happened? A German guy, a German guy was in front of me in the queue, mm. and he he just said, two fried eggs. And the woman was, she put his two fried eggs, and then um, he when they were ready, he just put his plate out, she put them on the plate, and he just sort of sniffed and started walking off. And I said, oh, don't they say please and thank you where you come from? You said that? Yeah, yeah. And he said, pardon? I said, like, the ladies cook you eggs. You don't say please or thank you? And he said, because um, that is her job is to cook. And I said, yeah, but well, what about manners? And then he just sort of looked at her, looked at me, and just sort of shook his head and walked off. And I was just like, oh, man. How, do you, how would you give yourself, out of 10, what would you mark yourself on the way you handle that interaction? It just, you know what, it really annoyed. Because, look, I've been here for a month. I essentially work with this woman now. I was like, you know, she's seen more of my daughter than any of my family or friends has in the last few weeks. Mm. So I, I chat to her. Is that, do you think that's a wise thing to be taking your daughter up to the station there to, <laughs> see, to, to sort of normalise that kind of consumption? I mean, I mean she's, I, she, her earliest <laughs> memories are going to be of her father consuming, what, 30, 30 to 35 eggs every morning? 
do you know the saddest thing is when we did the last podcast and we talked about how much egg I was eating, I didn't, I've not, like, I've not been, I'm worried. I'm not even being out. And also, you know, egg yolks have got cholesterol in them. Yes, Tom. That's, that is why I spoke to you about the eggs last time. Yeah, yeah, but this is the problem. I think I'm addicted to eggs, right? Because I'm literally, so every morning I'm having an omelette and probably a pancake or two. Yeah, 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 yeah. Welcome to the conversation we had last time. And by the way, the last time I criticised your egg consumption, I don't think you even mentioned the fucking omelette station. <laughs> well, the omelette, you look, the trouble is over here, right, is... I'm trying at the moment. I'm navigating a world where I need to wean myself off of. I'm not in. I'm not because I'm not on holiday. I'm essentially living out here, right? Mm. Until you know, for, for the foreseeable future. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm essentially for the foreseeable future. <laughs> well, no, no, I'm not talking. About I'm going to be out here in six months, although I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah. I'm out here for a little while, so I yeah, need to stop sure. thinking. Uh, like, like Catherine said, you, you you should treat the crepes and the pancakes like they're a treat, not. Like they're I would, a daily. I would, I would say that's solid. I would, I would say that's solid advice. Yeah, it's it's not that they can be a daily thing that you. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of solid, like, what are your sh- what are your shits like at the moment? Consuming that oh, number man, of but, eggs. Well, I'm also eating a lot of fruit. <laughs> Do you know, by the way, that I have never ever ever given kiwi fruit the the sort of the, the, the I've never put it up in a pedal store that it deserves the credit it deserves. Yeah. Oh mate, it. the beautiful ju- the juiciness of a good kiwi fruit and all the fruit out here. Actually, I, I've got to say. I've been eating bananas my whole life, right? Mm. The bananas out here are just incredible. Are you doing any coke out there? Just unrelated question. It's just that we've been talking for five and a half minutes. You've covered 12 different topics. <laughs> no, I'm not doing any coke. Although a night with Party Rom out in Grand Canary would be absolutely insane. <laughs> Mate, I, we should have sorted that out. We should have sorted it out for like, I'll come out for the rap. Do you know what I mean? You just, just, no, I think flying you out for a night in Mas Palomas. One night in Mas Palomas with Party Rom. I think party, do you know, I'm actually, I, there's an argument to be said. Look, Christmas is it's my daughter's first Christmas. I'm very, very excited by that. Mm. Arguably, I'm as excited about the 16th, the big drunk episode, yeah. our Christmas party, the Wolf and Our Christmas well, well, party. Well, let's not, let's not, look, we are doing a drunk episode, but I have, I've had issues with drunk recordings in the past. You know, like okay. two occasions at spring to mind, I did drunk history. And um, yeah. Lisa was uh, pregnant with Theo at the time. Yeah. And uh, the way drunk dr- the way drunk history works is uh, that you have to have like someone with you to sort of make sure yeah, you whole, you're yeah. all right. So I took a mate, Max Davis, and um, I went yeah. to the thing, and I got absolutely like somebody said to me on drunk history, you've got like do get drunk because like, I think yeah, some yeah, people without to. naming any names, there are some people that have had a couple of bevies. And they just sort of turn it on for the cameras, right? Whereas I yeah, just, yeah. somebody says to me, don't do that. And the American one, they don't do that. So I just thought I'm going to get absolutely fucked. So they take you to a pub and they ask what your favourite drinks are and they just keep plying you with these drinks. And then when they just keep asking you questions, then when you get to a point where they think you're battered, they'll take you to where you've got to record. Did right? you preempt any of the story, by the way, that you were telling? What do you mean? Or did you have any jokes in your head? No, no. You just turn no, it on? No, no, no. What should I have done? No, 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 no. I think you no, shouldn't. No, I didn't either. No, I didn't. no. I mean, what stories no, did you do? But what, what stories did you do? Uh, uncovering Tutankhamun's tomb. Oh, nice. Um, and it was something about some William the Conqueror's brother exploding on a horse, maybe or something. Like because oh, wow. he's like he died, and then all this shit swelled up in his stomach or whatever. I, it was a long time ago. Anyway, I got like fucked, like really drunk, and I kept drinking throughout the thing, and I hadn't planned it at all. And then I left. Went into a car and I literally, you know, when you have that drunk where like I got into the car and I felt like I blinked and we were at my house, right? Like a yeah, proper, yeah, yeah. it was just oh, like man, instant journey. That is the best drive home in the world. Oh my God. Unreal, right? Is, so I oh, walk I into it. the house, Lisa's upstairs, sort of dealing with uh, the late stages of pregnancy. I walk into the living room and I go to switch on the TV. I think I want like something to eat and watch something on TV for a bit. I, I, can't, I couldn't even face going upstairs at that point, right? So I, I think I'll get some like toast or something like that, switch the TV on, and I'm trying to change the channel, and I'm stood in front of the TV, like, and one minute I'm stood in front of the coffee table, like trying to change the channel, and literally a second later, I'm knelt in front of the TV with the coffee table in pieces behind me. Right, I've basically just oh like 
smack like knee smash through the coffee table and then I'm in front of the <laughs> TV, right? <laughs> the the noise wakes up Lisa, right? And she comes downstairs and just goes, she, on, this was exactly, I'm quoting exactly, go to bed, you dickhead. That was, that was her exact wow. words. I'd woken up my pregnant wife. The, the other thing that happened to me um, is that I did, I, I don't want to, I, I don't want to name it because I said some pretty off-key shit on it. But like, you're right. What are you looking at? Yeah, no, I was making sure it was recorded. My head is. Oh my God. Well, thanks for doing that 10 minutes in. Um, I, uh, I, um, I did a drunk podcast and I got so drunk on the podcast that the next, when it came out, more than one person told me they weren't going to be a fan of mine as a result of some of the stuff I'd said on the podcast. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What's so, up, so are you that sort of, you, you quite, you like a sort of like mean little drunk or? I don't think, I, I don't think I'm mean, no. I, I, I like, I, I don't get aggressive. I don't get aggy really. I just sort of, my, I, well, it's like the, t it's like the classic textbook effect of alcohol. My filters come off. Do you know what I mean? So when I did drunk histories, uh, I did Robin Hood and I did Taylor Shakespeare. Yeah. When I did the Robin Hood one, I didn't realize how drunk I'd get. Like I picked my drinkers being Peroni and Jägermeister, I think. And okay. like I was drunk enough on Peroni cause I've been drinking it for hours in a pub. And then they, they kind of insist that you do the Jägermeister as well. Right. Just so it looks yeah. like you've got a variation of drinks. As I was driving back in the, like I was being driven back, I had to stop about five times to be sick. And then I decided to have a KFC and I blame the KFC for ages to caffeine that I had food poisoning. And she still, still tells the story now. She'll turn around to people and she goes, what's something? I'm some sort of idiot. He stank. Of, he just shot. He'd done drunk histories. He came back and was blaming food poisoning. When he was clear, she was, it was the most drunk I think I'd ever been. I slept in my clothes. I was so fucked. Yeah. Do you know the thing is, though, about that is, that's when I think to myself, I understand when our other halves sort of a, a oh. less than sympathetic about us being at work because oh, what mate. was your what was your day at work your day at work was to be given you were paid to just get absolutely obliterated and then half ask some story from history i mean it's <laughs> mental you know when i was being sick you know when you've been sick in that way that it genuinely feels like there's like everything's coming out of your body and your eyes yeah. are watering and really yeah. like and like genuinely that being drunk isn't sexy anyway right no. But then being drunk with your face is so bulbous. I look like, you know, like when people have had filler put in. I literally, my face was swollen. And I was trying to say to her I had food poisoning. Like, and trying to sort of say it was the, the hot wings. Yeah. Yes, it was just like an absolute. Yeah, actually, do you know, talking about being drunk at work, mm. right? This is a weird one. I had a massage the other day, right? A sports massage. You really are at work, aren't you, on this trip? <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Tell me, what was the situation? Did you have like an undigested massive 25 eggs that you couldn't move from you? <laughs> fucking chip, like massaging my fucking guts. <laughs> I got so pent up. Like I'm literally fucking, my bowel is just completely fucking just like, yeah. oh, wow, is it, this is, is so like, I'm, I'm just nervous that this is like a tumour or something. No, that is just, that is just a lump of egg white that you've got stuck That's in your just, system there. Basically what you've got there, mate, is eggs and omelette. Yeah, you've actually got. This is the first cakes. time we've seen it. We've, the first time we've, we've seen it outside of a sewer. You've got a fat burg making its way through your body, <laughs> and cottage cheese. I've got addicted to cottage cheese out here. Cottage but, cheese uh, is good, apparently. I mean, obviously, I yeah, find it morally reprehensible, but like, yeah. um, it's meant to be. It's like high protein, low calorie shit, right? I've been busting out this fucking press up challenge, right? Yeah. Uh, have you, by the way, you what? Can you Thanks just for the sponsorship, by the way. What sponsorship? Um, you haven't sponsored me yet for the press up challenge. Why? Do, this is the fucking shit I hate. All right. Listen, I I don't. We're not in fucking year nine, and you're doing a walk, and I've got to write on a fucking piece of paper for somebody I know to fucking do the press up challenge. Wait, okay. like literally someone who, like I've spent my whole life with my right hand in your left hand jean pocket, right? Okay. <laughs> right. We're like fucking bros. Like someone messaged me and went, oh, I've just scrolled down the list of sponsors. Romish isn't on there. I was like, Leah, he'll, he'll sponsor it, I reckon, when it's done. 
He likes no, to see no, things. No, no, no. Yeah. What you need to respond to that person is, what kind of fucking loser are you? <laughs> that, that's what that response needs to be. What kind of fucking absolute loser are you to scroll down the list to see if I've sponsored you? <laughs> Find something else to do with your time. I actually thought it was quite sweet that they were reaching out, man. Shout out to them. Um, I won't say their name. <laughs> no, please don't. Do send it to me <laughs> after because I'd like to get in touch with you. This could be, be the one of the first in the history of DMs. That this I is the hilarious thing. I actually, I actually responded to them. I went, oh, no, he'll probably sponsor at the end or saying like, And then uh, I said, have you sponsored? And they went, they went quiet for a bit. And then they just said no. And I thought, that's weird, because then they've just essentially, instead of it's not like they've looked at the list and then gone, oh, shit, Romish isn't on there. They've gone to see if, maybe that'll sponsor when you do. Maybe that'll be like a water thing. That'll be like the fucking floodgates opening. Yeah. Um, but anyway, look, I've been doing that. But uh, I am going to sponsor you, because I, I know I'm taking the piss, but it is a great cause you're doing it for. Yeah, yeah. I know, so I know. well done for doing that. I don't want to, I'm coming across like a prick here, which is. Yeah, but that's why I love you. But I do, I do, I do respect it, you. Do not put away, it's my favourite Romish, is prick Romish. Yeah, I know, but the, I know that's your favourite, Ramesh. But the problem, the problem with that is you encourage me to be a fucking dislikable piece of shit. I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, but you're clearly any, not. No, but, any, no, but any, any time on this podcast when I do something, I think it's on the edge of being fucking dickish. I'll text you and I go, "Was that out of order?" You go, "I oh, fucking love that. I love it. You got a bit of venom about you." And then, sure enough, the podcast comes out, and then we'll see an email going, "Um." Thought Romesh is a bit out of order there, chastising Tom. Oh, that's the exact <laughs> bit that Tom cr congratulated me about. That's, a bit oh, that's, that's, me that's, that's, the, that's the exact bit that Tom told me I should do more of. Mate, I love it. I, I think it's my favourite thing. But anyway, listen, bro, uh, in all seriousness, you, it, it, I think it has made a difference to your physique already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like look, I'm now when this goes out, I'll be 1,500 press-ups in. And how, many, there. how many are you doing in a, in a session? Sometimes a hundred. Sometimes I'll do like twenty hourly. Sometimes uh, ten. Hold on. Hourly. Have you done? Have you done a hundred in one go? Not in one go. I've done like forty oh, right. in one go. Jesus. And then like, and then uh, yeah. But anyway, like on Saturday, I felt like, oh fuck, this is like, and I'm doing sessions with my guy Stan as well. But yeah. I felt like, oh shit, I like, I'm actually starting to feel like fucked. But absolutely, like, body's aching, so I only got a sports massage. When I turned mm. up, the guy who did a sports massage had real alcohol on his breath, right? Right. And he started, so we start chatting and he started like, what are you liking a massage? You quiet or you chat? I do not chat at all. I absolutely. I barely chat when I walk in to say what I want. I, I find the whole thing, look, I enjoy massages, but I find the whole thing completely embarrassing. So, you know, you walk in and they've got this plinky plonky music and then they start asking what sort of pressure you'd like. And then I get nervous about how to get undressed and shit like that. And when you're supposed to do it, how undressed you're supposed to get. First thing I that. always do is get the, get the person's name. You walk in, I'm like, yo, how you doing? All right. And he like, what's your name? He was like, my name is Peter. Straight away I noticed alcohol in his breath. Okay. Right? He seems a bit glum. Uh, he, he, I start sort of saying like, this is what I'm after, da da da. Um, and he starts to go to work. The alcohol. If, on to, his to be fair, to, to be fair to Peter, if if my job <laughs> was working at a hotel, giving massages to any random prick that came in, I'd probably have a couple of bevies as well. But anyway, go on. <laughs> no, but then I turn around to him and I say, "Yeah, is everything okay?" And then he starts talking about oh his personal God. life, and oh he's actually he had just split up with his girlfriend, right? In the like, a few days before this, and I was like. That would be that's almost the worst job that you could have to split up with someone because like then every day after are, that you're are you suspecting that he was sort of massaging your shoulder saying this reminds me of her or something? <laughs> no, that's yeah, that's what I'm getting at, right? Because then he's right. got to be sensual and sensitive with loads of other people. What massage did you ask? What massage did you ask for? <laughs> no, <laughs> a minute ago, a minute ago, this is a sports massage. They say Peter's got to get sensual. No, but but it's a sensuality to every massage you're ever going to have on the earth. That's no, a, that's a disagree. Rules of absolutely, absolutely disagree with that, mate. The right, the difference probably like between massages you've had and I've had, right, is the person has to be yours normally person... ends with a hand job. Yeah, <laughs> no, Peter wasn't like that, right? What I'm saying is he Peter had to sort of like he had to be one with my body. His hands and my body had to become one for my body to feel better, right? 
But I could feel that in Peter that he wasn't he wasn't giving everything he could. In what way? I mean, first of all, it's a sport. It's a sport. The thing is, though, it's a sports massage. Aren't they supposed to like give you like? It's not sensual. No, aren't they supposed to like really fucking? It's like really deep, and he was like, "There's knots and all that," and then he was just like, you know. But he said to me, like, and this is the other thing. He spoke very good English, by the way. And shout out to Peter for that because I felt I always feel bad out here. I don't speak any Spanish. Um, I'm getting by on the fact that his name's Peter. Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Well, like, like, his name like, is Peter. He's Spanish. He's a Spanish guy called Peter. Yeah, <laughs> it might be spelled differently over like an I in front yeah, of or the maybe or he took a look at you and he thought this guy's not about to fucking handle my name. <laughs> Little does he know, I do a podcast with someone called Ramesh Ranganathan, which is a harder name to pronounce yeah. than most Spanish names. Sure, and that doesn't qualify you to be able to pronounce every Spanish name that you come across. By the way, <laughs> right? But anyway, right. He said to me, he was like, when he was talking, he what's was your, like... What's um, your Spanish like? Well, just so you know, I can correctly pronounce Ramesh Ranganathan, so uh, <laughs> I would consider that B-Tech level three. Yeah, go on. He was, he was doing my shoulders, and he said, oh, you're very tense, you're very tight in your shoulders. And I said, oh, yeah, man, yeah. I told him about the press-up challenge. I said I'd send him the link. And why was he, right. why was he putting on a German accent? To do this I, I'm limited in the different. Uh, at the moment, I've, okay. I've got the German. You're not limited, from, though. You're you're a great mimic. And then he um, he said, "Oh man, if you think you're tense, you should feel my back." And I was like, and he said, "It was then he, That's when he started saying how tense he was and everything he was going through, and he was quite yeah. He felt his back was. I then started trying to give him a bit of advice, uh, but it's very hard to. Give the advice that we give, give up here. Give advice in... with a full hard on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was very hard when you're getting a really th- like hardcore massage. He was going quite deep. And then I'm trying to do sort of like quite poetic advice about his life moving forward and stuff. Mm. Uh, it was quite a difficult thing I found. He was just... Um, I... did, you, did you feel any discomfort about knowing that he'd split up with his girlfriend and then sort of insisting that he continues and completes a massage? Was there any part of you that felt a, a moral quandary there? Like, you, you found well, out... I, I, guys... I, 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 yeah, but I put to not... Yeah, but then he wouldn't get paid if I was like... If I left early, they'd say, what's wrong? I'd say, oh, Peter's drunk. No, but you don't leave early. You don't leave... No, but what I'm saying well, is... Then is well, I'm going to sit in a room with him. The two of us are sitting there yeah. looking at each other. And, yeah, and, and talk well, to him. I'll, 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 I'll put a 90-minute massage. I'm not sitting there... That yeah, night. And also, sure, I'm but now you... Yes, I, I understand that, but you've now found out that the guy should split up with his girlfriend. I mean, there's a, on a human level. Yeah, it, which I'm turning around to him and trying to... Yeah, I'm saying to him, look, look, there's plenty more fish in the sea. Is there any way of getting her back? Um, you know, some of these things that I'm just trying to say to him through, mm. like... His, Did you have his your fucking cliches with you or were you just freestyling this? <laughs> no, I, I was sitting there and I was like, no, at one point, when I, you know when they, t- they pick up the towel and you had to turn over, right? Yeah. I put my hand on his shoulder and said, oh, it's going to be okay. Everything, you know, you're young and handsome. Everything is going to be okay. Fucking hell. But then I put back in with him for the, this week. Like, I'm seeing him again this weekend. Why would you do that? Because I felt bad at the end. He said, oh, you know, I think you need another session. And I said, yeah, cool. Mm. I'll see you Saturday next week, okay. maybe. And he's All like, right. yeah. I so you felt that. like he was in a, you know, I'm obviously deliberately being a prick for the purposes of the podcast, but you felt like I, he I, was no. in a... You felt like he was in a decent enough place to, to, I, I made to, a couple to of happily give you another massage. Yeah, yeah. He, he, seemed, he seemed like, if I'm honest, at the end of it, it felt like both of us had gained something. Mm. Like, it wasn't just, like, I'd, he'd massaged my body and I'd massaged his soul. And, you know. Lovely. It was, yeah. yeah. Mm. And afterwards, what was nice, he made me a nice cup of mint tea. But then, like I say, his English was good, but not great. So some of the advice, I, I don't know if it went over his head a little bit. When you get a massage, um, yeah. does this happen to you that you experience kind of delayed onset pain afterwards? Sort of like you, mate. That happens to everyone. Is that happens to everyone? Yeah. When they go so deep into your your bits and your your muscles and stuff, yeah. Sometimes you, about an hour later, you'll get a twinge in your back or your calf or whatever. Mm. That's quite full on. I've got to say, I love massages. I love the whole experience. I've got. I think like it's a hell of a skill, mate. I'd shout out any massager in the world, actually, and just say, well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose it's a worthwhile <laughs> thing doing, yeah. Shout out to any massager. 
<laughs> well done for what you do. But, you know, like the, the thing is, though, I do. Uh, one of my problems is I'm very socially awkward, as you know. And so I, I, when but I'm you're in a massage... amazing in a one-on-one situation. Well, I don't, I don't know about that. But like, I, I sort of, um, when I'm getting a massage and it's not enough pressure, I feel too uncomfortable to say that. So, uh, mate, however, you, you know however, that's, that's, yeah. you have to tell them and that, they'll respect you for telling them. Yeah. It's the same thing with my pancake. This is your problem. Uh, since I spoke to the pancake woman about the hole in it, yeah, I haven't. Her pancakes have been amazing. They've been incredible. Like yeah, every day. I, I, I thought mean, that like, was wasn't that wasn't that one woman that like that was in there on a yeah. And she well, she's been back. She's actually been moving around a bit. She was on the fish uh, this evening, right? Oh, yeah. And did she's going really to make care. a complaint about what she did on that station. <laughs> no, I went and had some like, little bit of sea bream. It's beautiful. And like you are I eating like say, a fucking you are eating like a fucking king, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I'm, you got I'm a pancake a station, omelette station. You went and got a sports massage, and you had a bit of sea bream for dinner. <laughs> I'd love to yeah, know but... where that budget was when I was on fucking King Gary. <laughs> I was having to get my own fucking Deliveroo. No, it's, it's like, yeah, the hotels out here are very different from the ones in England. I've got to say, yeah. English hotels need to up their game. Yeah. They really care for it. Look, but going back to what I'm saying, right? Mm. When you're in a massage situation, right? If you need to turn around to them, and if it's not tough enough, it's not hard enough, right? And they're going soft on you, right? Yeah. You need to turn around to them and say, give it to me. And that all... Oh, that I, well, you don't say those exact words, do you? you well, no, you say, that. like, give it, give it what you've got. And then you gesture like that. Like your fist right, into right, your right. hand. Yeah. But you need to tell them that you want more. You want it harder. I know, I know. You're right. Because the truth is that every massage I've ever had, however, whatever pressure they start with is the pressure that I'm going to have for the duration of the massage. I don't feel comfortable enough to, to say to them, can you increase the pressure or can you decrease the pressure? Whatever they do, I will just accept. When Pete was on I'm top like, of I'm me. Very, I'm very sub. Yeah. I'm a sub when it comes to a massage situation. Yeah, but this is the thing. When Pete was laying on top of me on uh, Saturday and he was going at it, he had a way. Let me just stop you. Let me just stop you there. Pete was laying on top of you. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's, he's, he straddled my back. Right? Did he? <laughs> yeah, so he can get more pressure. So he's, he yeah, straddled. He's, so what? He, he mounted you like a horse. <laughs> yeah. He's on, what? So he's like, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's how they do it. He's Does basically on my, he's on my back. Well, I'm laying on my front, right? I'm not like a horse at all fours. Right? No, I know that. But you're lying, you're lying on your front and yeah. he climbs on top of you. Yeah, so he's like on my back. So he's he's basically got his, like he's straddled my, my, my bottom essentially. And then he's just going to my lower back and he's getting real pressure there. Tom, did, Pete, did Peter show you any idea or anything? <laughs> no, I, I would say. It's do, you know what I think, do you know what I think might have happened? I I think a man called Peter who's staying at that hotel has broken up with his girlfriend and he thought, I need a little bit of human contact. And and now he's straddled you and given you a mess. I've never, ever, ever heard... Mate, it's a common of somebody, thing. ...somebody climbing on top of somebody's back and massaging them. Is that a thing? Mate, he was, he was straddled. He wasn't on my actual... I, I, need, so to look, I need to look. I need to... Go, Mate, carry on. Carry I on. bet... Get... Get... get some of the wolf, the wolf and our pack, get them in touch. I bet this has happened to other people. He's like, he said he, yeah, you know, he was like getting in, and I, like I was letting out little groans because he was so, like the the pressure was so paramount. It was amazing. It was the, yeah, up there with the best massage I've ever had. A certified therapist is supposed to do their massage without their body beyond hands and or forearms touching the client. Straddling is a no-no. What? That is what is said so often in massage school and in training. I'm just literally the first thing I've Googled here. Is it normal for, for a masseuse to straddle you? No. You should never straddle your client ever. I'm, I'm looking at like massage right, guidance but, but, Can I take action against a massage therapist for straddling me? What, I, what? Tom, I think... <laughs> Genuinely, is that true? I mean... You, you, I, Listen, I've, I'm basing this on 90 seconds of research, obviously. But what I'm saying is, you had a go at a woman for a crep having a, a gap in it, and you allowed a man to straddle you in a massage shop and said nothing. <laughs> <laughs>
He he thought I in my head he knew he was doing what he always does. I've looked up massaging straddle and it says equine massage massage therapy, which is horses. So obviously that's <laughs> that's understandable. But for humans, it says never. You should never, ever. Should a massage therapist straddle you? No, no, no. There's another Google that someone's put in. Do massages include privates? Yeah, but he um, didn't. No, he did. Look, look. His he didn't touch. He didn't massage my. Well, he massaged my bum a bit, but he didn't massage anything like my privates. He was like getting knots out of my. Well, bu- I know like that, but cheeks. he climbed on top of you, bro. I don't. Yeah, I don't. This is what I'm saying. I don't like. I. That, I mean, it's the first time I've ever had it, but it's the first time I've ever had like a deep sports massage like that. So hold on, have you? Is that... <laughs> I've ne- like, that's never happened to me yeah, before. Oh, but oh, hold on, is it? Was, <laughs> was, was it? Was this? The, <laughs> was this the? <laughs> is this the first time you've ever been straddled in a massage? Yes, it's never happened to me before. <laughs> so why did you, why did you keep saying to me that's what they've got to do in a sports massage? Then if it's the first time it's ever because happened it's to you? yeah, but this is no, but I'm like look, okay, look. If you put your body in your mind, whatever, like, look, you don't, I don't go to an ice cream van and question why he puts a flake and fucking hundreds and thousands on it. Is your ice cream? Yeah, but you would do. You would do if he put his if he put his dick in it. You would do, though, wouldn't you? (laughs) No, but I like. I'm trying to think of like. I I don't question like he this this guy's in control. Tom, Tom, you're you're having it. You're having a go at me. Right, here's one for you. If I'm driving around London in a in a black cab, right. I don't. Yeah. He, I get in a black cab and say, "Oh, how are you doing? I want to go to Marlebone Station." I don't tell him the route. I know that he knows where he's going. So in the same way, I'm like, "This guy knows what he's doing." What if he says, "Hop on, I'll piggyback you there"? Would that would that cause you any kind of consternation? So Look, you're having a go, you're having a go at me for not having a go at me, but you're saying to me you need to speak up if they're not using enough pressure, and you didn't speak up. When a man climbed onto your I'm ass not, and started massaging your back. No, but I'm not even complaining about that. I didn't even say, like, I, I genuinely at that point, I thought, oh, fucking hell, he's really getting stuck in here. Yeah, so how much contact would you have allowed this guy to make with you before actually <laughs> raising a concern? I mean, how much are you willing to accept as part of the massage experience? Look, he, the way I, you know, but I was like, he. What, what, have, you said to, what have you said to you? What have you said to you? Oh, sometimes you have to actually, in order to release some of the pressure in the shoulders, you have to give, apply a little bit of pressure to the gooch. Would you have just accepted that as part of his methodology? How tense my shoulders are, I'd probably given it a try. <laughs> he was, look, the way I saw it, right, I would say this, right? Yeah. I went in there feeling very stiff, having a bit of a Frankenstein bowl around me. I left feeling very lithe, like the world had been taken off my shoulders. I feel yeah. now, I feel kind of cool and relaxed. Well, I feel yeah. a little bit more I stressed feel, now. I would feel relaxed. Because I've been violated. I would feel relaxed after a man clambered off me. I, I definitely yeah. feel relaxed. What 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 do I do in this scenario when it comes to because I'm seeing him again Saturday? Is this is this re- is this really happening? Are, are you being serious yes. right now? Yes, I'm being serious. I'm seeing him on Saturday now. I'm seeing him. Essentially, I've got to go in on Saturday. My whole opening gambit was a chat with him about like oh how you know how is everything and like you know with the girlfriend and stuff. Now I'm going in thinking what do I say like when he okay, starts. Well, look, quote, we're, we're about to get into emails. All right, so let's. Let's use this as a nice little segue. Let's think about it like this. Imagine we got an email in saying, Dear Wolf and Al, uh, just wanted to say love the podcast. I know the Al won't read this because he finds that sort of thing embarrassing. I've got a little bit of a problem. Uh, Just for the purposes of uh, embarrassment, can you refer to me as the potentially abused otter? I went for a massage recently uh, because I was a bit stressed out from doing a lot of exercise. And midway through the massage... The masseuse did something that I've never experienced before, where he straddled my ass and started massaging my back. I had no idea how the massage worked. And assumed that's what you had to do to, to, to apply the appropriate pressure. Later on, uh, upon doing a quick Google, because I thought it was a bit unusual, it occurred to me that maybe this wasn't an appropriate thing to do. I've booked in for a massage with him at a later date. How should I handle it? Kind regards, love the podcast, possibly abused otter. Talk to me. How would you advise them? I would probably just say there, look, you know, talk to the guy. Um, if you're seeing him again and you enjoyed the massage, um, just basically lay down probably some parameters and like some sort of like, you know, say, hey, I really love my body felt nice and 
relaxed after last time. Uh, you know, in, on reflection, probably let's give the whole straddling thing a bit of a miss and just keep it to sort of, you know, hands and elbows contact. Um, do you have the guts to have that conversation with Peter? Well, yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm, pr- I'm pr- here's here's the real question. Are you going to tell me that's what you're going to do? But actually, in your mind, you've already decided that you didn't mind him straddling you and you're probably going to have the same massage again. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, the straddling thing never bothered me until you told me. Now I do think like whether he's like... I, I, I'm like if he's, he has been to massage school because his hands were fucking magic. But there's a part of me thinking, do I want a maverick who's thinking outside the box? And also, there's a part of me how thinking... Did cro- it- how did his crotch feel? <laughs> Like, I mean, he was a very muscular guy. He looked a bit... I just want to get this in my mind's eye correct, right? He was... Was he sat on top of you with his legs up inside of your body? <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, where was his, like... Where was his junk? What was he wearing? <laughs> just like a pair of those sort of, like, loose sort of, like, yogury trousers. So he had yoga trousers. Oh my god! Lucky, yeah, so that's yoga, so, so you must have felt you must have felt his penis and balls on your back then. Yeah, on my lower back. I knew that they were there. <laughs> you know who he looked a lot like. I couldn't get uh, couldn't get it out of my head who he looked exactly like. A sex offender? No, he did, mate. He looked like Alexis Sanchez. Right. Okay. He was like, you know, this is the weirdest thing of all. I'm, I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have to have the the, the mountain situation, you know, with him, right? But also, but I, I, look, 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 I don't think I, I don't think you should base it on my opinion and my ninety seconds of internet research because it's possible. Let's be absolutely honest; it's possible that that is a legitimate massage technique. Can we but get if, I was if in, there's any masseuses out there or anyone who knows their way around a bit of massage background stuff? Please get yeah. in touch. Reach out. Yeah. Uh, let us know if this is, you know, because I, I kind of want to get a picture of Peter and me just to sort of put up because I, I think you get. Well, you need to show it to the police, I imagine. <laughs> You prick. <laughs> Poor old Peter. I, there's a part of me. Do you know what? I, at one point, I did think that maybe he was just, because he was so hammered and quite tired, that his legs were hurting, yeah. and that's why he straddled me. Yeah. And he wanted to sit Fuck, down. It's fucking weird, man. By the way, he wasn't, when he did my legs, he was like, it was just my back. He didn't straddle me and face the other way. At what sta- I don't think it matters what stage of the massage he straddled you, mate. Right. Well, Please get in touch. Any masseuse experts out there? Yeah, please. Also, do. just can I, I say by the way? Wrong. Can I just say by the way? This is where I'm at by the way in life, and I've got to say I love it. Birkenstocks, man. Yeah, I, I know them very well because I was forced to wear them when I played Stuart <laughs> Williams on King Gary. <laughs> no, but they're they're incredibly comfortable with a with a. I've got these with a Jordan sock on today, and it's a drippy little look. Um, do you ever wear them without socks? No, 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 no. That, that's a crock life. And, and long may that long may that continue. Okay, uh, this is from the silly staff. Uh, once again, shout out to the Swan for choosing these emails. Uh, hey, Wolf Al Swan and Cat, muchas gracias for the. Po- oh, there you go, a little bit of Spanish for you. For the weekly uplift you give to us, your, partic- your peculiar zoo of listen. I can't read today, man. Uh, I'm the silly staff. I wanted to share a weird dream I had last night where the wolf made an unexpected appearance. Like the wolf, I also have a. Are you paying attention, by the way? Yeah, I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm listening. What are you looking to on you? Are you Googling this massage stuff? I'm a little bit worried. I've just texted uh, Catherine to say I'm worried about this whole massage situation. <laughs> go on, go on, hit me. <laughs> um, I wanted to share a weird dream I had last night where the wolf made an unexpected appearance. Like the wolf, I also have ADHD, and for me that means I have mad, vivid dreams every night. Last night I was up there with some of the very fucking strangest I've had. My family, friends, myself, and Oddly the Owl were under attack by the mad drag queen Divine who was trying to kill us all. At one point, we're trying to barricade. So I did feature in this dream as well. But yeah, I, I don't seem to be in the headline of it for some reason. <laughs> at one point, we were trying to barricade the windows to keep her out, but we were falling, failing, so we squatted down and hid under a desk. As we were all squatting in horror, I looked across at the wolf, who was also shitting himself and looking extremely worried. I noticed a strange actually, shadow. By the way, can I just say, when it, I thought that I was going to come and save everyone in this dream. That was going to be the spoiler. The way that it was okay. described, like, and the wolf made a really cool appearance. I didn't think I'd be seeing it. Like it says, unexpected. So yeah, um, I noticed a strange shadow between the wolf's legs, and I thought, "What the fuck is that? Was it divine? Was this it? She is. Is she going to kill us in the darkness?" Then I realised the wolf had a massive hole in his. 
Well, Jesus Christ. Then I noticed the wolf had a massive hole in his camo utility trousers and the menacing dark entity was in fact his bollocks. Jesus Christ. They were dangling out, perfectly cutting khaki boxer material like the soft ripe figs of Christmas Day. <laughs> he couldn't believe it and neither... <laughs> Neither could any of us, even if well, I fear on, the well, wolf. I'm, yeah, but also, what when I'm shitting myself, so I've got my trousers on. I'm shitting myself with my bollocks hanging out. Well, I don't think I don't think you're literally shitting yourself. I think you're oh, scared yeah. about the the drag oh, queen. Okay, cool, cool. Okay. Um, he couldn't believe it. Neither could any of us. Even in our fear, the wolf, myself, and my entire family absolutely pissed ourselves with laughter as he swung them <laughs> swung them about and attempted to tuck them back in. All might I add, while the drag queen was squeezing herself through the window. Have you sweet sweet souls ever had weird dreams about someone you've never met? Thanks again for the weekly cheer-ups. I love your honesty and openness. Um, Tom, wow. what's your initial response to this? That's like, when I'm born, it's like a pretty vivid, crazy dream. I had like quite a few... uncomfortable on this sofa. Go on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm back in one of these conference rooms. So I'm, I'm I did a really... massage from Peter, you know. My back's yeah. fucked, man. Yeah, yeah gone. You should fly out here and get massage with Peter. Um, I like, when I was listening to the Matthew... Matthew McConaughey book. I, he would feature in nearly all of my dreams one way or another. Mm. I got a little bit Matthew McConaughey set obsessed. I was just, like, I listened to his audio book. I listened, was listening to his, you know, on Calm, the Calm app. They've got his, the story reads. Mm. Like, it's the same story, but you know, I've, I've never heard the end of it because I've always fallen asleep. Um, I got slightly obsessed with him. And so he started literally pulling up in quite a lot of my dreams with the sort of, like, you know, one way or another. Whether he was stealing Catherine, Catherine from me or like he was a bad guy or he was a good guy. He was sort of my best friend that I'd go to for advice in a bar or something like, yeah, he was, he was quite a sort of, yeah, for, I reckon for about six months, quite a stable f feature in my dreams. Actually, after a while, I was just a bit like, oh, fuck, like Matthew McConaughey's not in these anymore. Was it sad? Did you sort of, I must, like did a you character in, in a way? Yeah, like a character, you know, like when you look really like a soap character mm. and then they just, they're not in it anymore. It felt a little bit like that. I, I had a weird experience when I was a kid where um, I went to watch The Lion King at the cinema and I, I went for a phase of being obsessed with The Lion King right. um, just because I thought it was such a beautiful film and I loved it so much. And I started. Dream I had a dream about being in, the, being in that world like I was a cartoon lion mm -hmm. in that world. And um, when I woke up, what are you doing? What are you doing right now? I'm opening no, up just, to you and I can see No, your... no, no, no. No, I just like, I, I don't, I've just got the idea because actually like if you, Simba, and like you're sort of like his little mate, you sort of, like you'd be like the millhouse to his Bart Simpson. <laughs> I don't think we should go past Pride Rock. <laughs> we're only supposed to go where the light touches, Simba. I think we're going to get in a little bit of trouble here. You've seen how much trouble those hyenas cause. No, <laughs> oh, I'm not a big fan of the hyenas. They're so mean. And then, Simba, the if you don't mind me saying, I think your uncle's a bit dodgy. I don't think we should go over there. Um. Anyway, I woke up from the dream and like I was really upset that I wasn't in the Lion King. Like I was upset that I didn't live in that world, and I actually carried that with me for the next few days. Wow. Like just being really sad that I wasn't an animal. How old were you at this in point? The Lion King. I was too old to, to be feeling like that. Because I, I was going to say, the Lion King. King came out when we were about, well, I was probably about 13, so you'd have been about 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I must have been like 14. <laughs> 14 or 15. You all right, Ramesh? Yeah, yeah, I'm all right. Yeah. That's a bit hard, you know, just going for a bit of a tough time. What is it? Oh, yeah, I just thought I was the Lion King, but actually I'm not, so, uh, crack. Yeah. <laughs> I just, um, I just, it's a, just another rejection. I thought I was going to get it on with Nala. <laughs> I, I, I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I did have a dream that I was going out with Brandy when yeah, yeah, Chloe came before, out. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and I woke up feeling really disappointed that I wasn't in a relationship with her. It's funny, isn't um, it? Like dreams and like people. Is, have you ever had it where like someone from your past just rocks up in a dream? And then you're like, oh, yeah, wow, and you don't thought. know, and you haven't thought about them or anything, and they yeah, just yeah. randomly pop up. Yeah, so yeah, like it's happened to me a couple of times, and I've actually tried to find that person on Facebook. I'm just like, like sometimes I think, is that like, is that a spiritual thing, then being sent towards me? 
and I've just completely forgotten about them. I've paid them no heed, mm. and they they all might, they might need a friend or someone to reach out and go, "Yo, you how you doing? You all right?" Like, oh fuck yeah, yeah no, I was going through a bit of a tough time. You know, well, you yeah. came to me in a drink. It happened a lot with you know when you apparently in the Bible and stuff. Not that I'm saying I'm Jesus, but <laughs> did uh, did you ever t- did you ever <laughs> did you ever take action on what? Yeah, yeah, I've messaged. I've reached out to someone. But then it's yeah. creepy. What did you say? Did you tell them? Did you tell them it's because no, no, you dreamt no. about them? No, I've not no. said that. No, that's quite. Cool. I was just like, "How are you doing?" I'm, you know, thinking about you the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I really. When we think about it, when I was asleep, you and me <laughs> were went to a theme park together. We're, yeah, a big drag queen was um, trying to get us. I was shitting myself under the table with my bollocks out. Yeah, you still yeah. doing massages? I <laughs> <laughs> uh, hope that. I hope that helped. Um, weird dream though but can I just say uh, silly stuff beautifully describe that dream okay here's the next email this is from the nosy starling Hello, Wolfhouse Swan and Cat. Very much enjoying the podcast. It's the only one that makes me cry of laughter on a regular basis. I have to be careful where I listen. Anyway, hoping you can help with a dilemma. The people across the road have got builders in to renovate their newly purchased house. I work from home and can see all the activity from my office window. They're a really nice family, the owners, not the builders, and have been very accommodating with the work. The builders themselves seem nice enough, but they're really cutting corners on their health and safety to the point where I sometimes watch them and make sure I have my mobile phone in hand in case I need to call 999. For example, yesterday one guy climbed a ladder to the scaffolding on the second floor carrying a heavy, heavy bucket of render in one hand. There aren't enough boards on the scaffolding, so he balanced on the pipe while he used his one free hand to lever himself off the ladder and onto the scaffold, and they did a high-wire walk act walking along the pipe, and then he got to a single board that is balanced, unsecured, and we need to apply the render to the wall. I suspect if I rang whoever you report this kind of thing, they might stop the building work, which would make it very hard for the young family to move in in time for Christmas. On the other hand, I'm really worried one of the builders is going to slip and badly injure himself or worse. I could approach the builders and make the point, but first, that's quite intimidating, and second, they speak hardly any English. I could speak to the owners, but I feel like a bit of an interfering prick doing that. In all likelihood, the building work will finish, there won't be any accidents, and I'll be worrying over nothing. There's a small chance that something could go badly wrong. Thoughts very much appreciated. The nosy starling. Tommy Davis! Yeah. Can you hand out some of your advice? Yo, starling, at once, at peace. You are a sweet, sweet soul who's got some lovely kindred heart to them. Um, I would say in this situation, actually, I think it probably is worth just reaching out to the family. Um, and saying, uh, yo, um, I've been watching uh, from afar, uh, not to be nosy, but the building work going up. And I just think that maybe it's worth having a word with the builders about health and safety. I would say this, and this is through having worked on in the building trade for a good long while, I'd, I would just be inclined to say if they're not, if they're cutting corners as they are, there's a really, really good chance that they're also cutting corners with some of the work they're doing, which could mean that there's sort of health and safety issues within the house. And, you know, that's, uh, you know, if they're moving in with kids and a young family, that's quite a worry. Me and Catherine actually had this. We, we had it. We were basically in the process a number of years ago of having a new build and we were moving into it and there was just so many things that were going wrong with it. We actually lost our deposit and we pulled out of it because just because there just seemed to be so much. It was problem after problem from shoddy workmanship and and I'd say that um, yeah, I'd say that I'd, I'd probably just have a chat with them before I called any officials because, like you say, that could that could actually really scupper their plans. And yeah, there also the thing would there, there should probably be like a site foreman, but. If, you, if you've got a rapport with these people anyway, it's probably best to do that rather than be the person going over and, and having a go at a load of sort of, you know, builders. And, and yeah, I would say this, you know, on the defence for the builders is a lot of time people are under increasing pressure. It's a very busy industry at the moment and people are under question, you know, to get work done. People who want it done, everything done yesterday. So, you know, corners don't get cut. But then the last thing you want is an accident to happen on your property. Because I think you, they could well be liable for it, and uh, yeah. So I mean, I'd have a chat with them. Well done for raising this subject, and keep doing you, my friend. Uh, nosy Starling, I sort of concur with everything that my esteemed colleague Tom Davis said there. I think that um, the truth of it is, is you've got to. There's two reasons that you need to speak to the people that own the house, uh, both selfless and selfish. 
The selfless one is what Tom's talked about, which is they're probably cutting corners on the actual building. And if there is an incident, it's going to cause massive issues for this family. Um, and it, and selfishly, you need to feel like you've done something about this. It's obviously causing you anxiety. Otherwise, you wouldn't have got in touch with us to tell us about it. So I think you need to feel like you've done something. I would not advise talking to the builders uh, for the, all the reasons that you've outlined. I just don't think any good can come from that. But I do think immediately uh, you need to speak to this family and let them deal with it. It's up to them how they then deal with it. What you need to be able to do is if you speak to them, you need to absolve yourself of any responsibility from that point. You know, like tell them, let them know and let them take action on it. And if they ask you for a favour to keep an eye on them going forward, then... Well, that's up to you whether you do that or not, but I think you do need to take action because, um, yeah, it sounds like a bit of a tricky one. So, um, look, good luck with that. Well done for being concerned because there's a lot of people that would have seen that and just gone, oh, fuck it, it's not my problem. Do you know what I mean? So it obviously shows you've got a good heart. So uh, well done for doing that. Okay, this is from James and Nancy, and it says, Dear Wolf... Oh, what's wrong with me? It's tight. This is what happens on the evening ones, man. To be fair, the energy's been good man. The energy's been fine. The energy's been good. This email is from Sarajevo. Oh, wow. Wowzers. Uh, In Bosnia. I've been, by the way. Yeah, yeah, one of my favourite episodes of your show. Uh, I'm writing this email from Sarajevo the day after my girlfriend surprised me with the news that she managed to get pre-sale tickets to the Manchester gig. Oh, the Manchester Wolf and Owl gig on the 5th of January. Uh, Which just happens to be my 31st birthday. We've been together... 11 years now, and I'm so lucky to have her. Would love if you could give her a shout-out. Uh, shout-out to Nancy. Yo, Nancy, you're a legend. Thanks for getting tickets. Great birthday present. We're currently at the back end of a year of travelling around Europe in a camper converted and full transit, and you've been the soundtrack to many a long, weary drive. I honestly don't think we'd have survived some of them without you two sweet, sweet souls keeping us company. We decided to treat ourselves to some well-deserved R&R by staying in a hotel in Bosnia for a few days of plumbing and beds instead of the usual daily search for a public bathroom or secluded bush somewhere. Anyway, one small question, one slightly bigger, so feel free to answer just one. I'll give you two, Tom, and you can decide how you deal with yeah, them. Okay. Right. Okay, Ahead of our transition back to the real world of work and the daily grind in the UK next year, do you have any advice on how to best readjust to a daily routine after a long time of freedom? Maybe you've something you've picked up after touring. That's the first question. Question two, we have a long drive back to the UK in the next few weeks. Can you suggest a perfect tune or artist to add to our road trip playlist? Thanks for being along the ride for us. Uh, with us and we can't wait to see you both in January much love from James and Nancy Tommy D James and Nancy yo thank you for listening thank you for uh, letting us be a part of this amazing journey you've been on um, uh, adjust it readjust it I'd say it's a bit like yeah I mean tour wise Romish is your guy but I'd say like when you when you're away shooting like and you're filming for eight weeks or whatever you know 12 14 whatever weeks you can sort of get out of how the real world works and you can you know uh, your, your mind can sort of drift a little bit what what's really good is if you can just find slowly i'd say to sort of have a little time to decompress like a little little bit of time just to sort of get yourself relaxed back into your house back into your lives but just going in to see people and getting I, I think you I mean I'd say Rom you sort of readjust it quite quickly don't you it's, it's nice catching up with people it's nice yes. just sort of like yeah. getting that sort of feeling and, and giving yourself loads to do I'd say the quicker you can get into sort of or some sort of normality the better and also what you what's great is when you've been on sort of an adventure like yours it's it's an incredible thing to sort of go and meet people and sort of show people sort of what you've been up to and the things that you've seen and the things that you've done I think yeah, I think it's. I think you'll find it adapting better and uh, and, and quick. Um, as for something to listen, do you know what I've just listened to? I just think it's incredible. Is I listened to the Seth Rogen book on audiobooks. I think it's one of the best autobiographies I've ever listened to. So I'd say have a little listen in to that. Um, it's good. I love listening to me and Catherine. I love listening to uh, we, we, we'll, we'll bang on some show tunes and sing along. It's one of my th- a little bit of Whitney Houston. I want to dance with somebody. Um, mm-hmm. It's always a good thing. But um, something you can sing together is always good. I mean, Ron will have a cool hip hop track, but I think uh, singing at the top of your lungs as you drive along a freeway that's a pretty sweet life. Um, keep doing you. Enjoy the rest of your trip, and we will see you in Manchester. And we will be toasting you beautiful souls. 
Okay, well, you're now going to need to make a note of that because it's highly likely we'll forget to do that by the time we, that rolls What out. we should so, probably do is just keep a note of all the different things that we promised for the Manchester show. Yeah, I'm happy for you to do that, yeah. And then we'll chat about it nearer the time. Uh, okay, uh, James and Nancy, uh, transition to, back to the real world of work. Um, I have this a lot where when I'm on tour or when I'm away doing a travel show, I can't envisage what it's going to be like to get back to the, something else. I can't get it into my head. What you will find is exactly what Tom said, which is you are just going to slip back into it. So what I would do, my advice to you is, before you head back to the real world of work, because the truth is, when you get back to work, it's a grind. I don't know how much you're going to, how much you enjoy the jobs that you do uh, or that you're going to be doing. But what I would do is set aside a little bit of time to kind of get to see everybody again and have a little bit of like readjustment. You know what I mean? Allow yourself to have a bit of readjustment. But what I would say to you is, you don't really need to worry about it. You're going to just basically slip into it pretty easily. That's been my experience. You know, when I've been out on the road or when I went to Australia for a while or even when I went to, I went, to, I went and lived in LA. I mean, at least when the kids came with me, but I lived in LA for like five months and we were thinking, I wonder what this is going to be like when we get back. You slip into it so quick, man. It's like, it's so quick. You're just back into it and you can't remember ever not being at home. So, um, so yeah, I think it's, it's that fine. old. It's that old thing. It's home is where the heart is, and heart is where the home is. Yeah, I've never heard the second part of that. But did you just make yeah, that up? Of, that? Yeah, yeah, I've made it up. But I actually think it's more apt than the you first added that. Bit. Yeah, I thought you did. Well, heart is where the home is. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's more. Is that more apt? I think yeah, because your heart. I don't think, I don't think the home. second part works without the first part, but the first part definitely. Yeah, works yeah, but it feels part. like it's lazy. The person who's come up with it, they haven't like home is where the heart is. But actually, also, mate, heart is where the home is. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, but I mean, it's good. It's good. I don't. I don't know why I'm being so snippy about it. It's actually all right. Um, I love snippy guys, rom. It's my favourite rom. Yeah, I know, but people don't like snippy rom. <laughs> I love snippy rom. Snippy Makes rom's the least popular version of romish, I think. <laughs> Except with with you. <laughs> I love him anyway. Okay, uh, we have a long drive back to the UK in the next few weeks. Can you suggest a perfect tuner artist? Okay, I've talked about him before. I can't stop listening to this record. It's the Forever Story by Jid. Jid is signed to Dreamville, it's like with J. Cole. It's a hip-hop album. It's basically brand new hip-hop that doesn't sound like anything else that's come out. And it's just, it's just an incredible album. I just think it's amazing. And I can't figure out... the, the Sometimes you listen to records and you can't even fathom the level of creativity that took to make that record. And that is one of them. So check out the Jid album, Forever Story. It's unbelievable. And also Nas has just brought out a new album. That is... Less experimental than the Jid album. It's sort of like sounds like old school banging hip hop. So What's if you like hip hop, if you mix like... those in with the, the the soundtrack to The Greatest Showman or Oliver yeah, Twist, then what you've got yourselves there is like a perfect Rom and Tom playlist. If you do, yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope you have a good time and and good luck with your return. And look forward to seeing you in January. Tom will have it all annotated, and I'm sure we'll get the shout outs done for you because he's taking care of the admin on that. Tom. Yo. It's time for us to bow out, my friend. So could you please do us the honours of uh, a little bit of chat to take us out of the pod? Yo. What is time? Is it a watch that you wear upon your wrist? Or is it a big brick building that sits in the middle of London with a clock face upon it? Is it the walk to work where you stroll past the crispy couple of leaves that crunch beneath your feet? Is it the waiting for a train? What is time? Time is important because it's the only thing that we can't buy more of and we can't lose any of unless we get to the end of the road. The fact of the matter is time is so important that we make it work for us like we make many other things work for us. Show time the respect it deserves. Put your arm around it like you would an elderly relative. Not too tight, nay, too squeezy. <laughs> but delicate enough to say... I love you with all my heart, and I hope that you'll always be here. I want you to, today, wake up, when you listen to this, look at your watch, and say, yo, it's 8.44. I've never really thought about 8.44 before, but by God, he's always been all right to me. Remember, time is your friend in an oasis of other earthly things. That was really good, really nice. Yeah, yeah uh, and I like the way you repositioned your hat for it as well. It's great. Yeah, um, yeah I thought that, that, that if nothing else, that might work. 
thank you so much for listening to The Wolf for Now once again. Uh, in tribute to James and Nancy, who are going to be returning back from their European trip, uh, their email reminded me of a song by Michael Kiwanuka called Home Again. So, JT, could you play us out with a little bit of, of Kiwanuka? I love him, even though he's a Spurs fan. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you at the live dates if you book tickets. Thank you so much. We've added another London date. Um, so check that out. Oh, by the way, Rom, I've got other big news. Oh, God. I have been sent, someone has sent me a picture of what a tour-wrapped tour bus would look like for Wolf and Out. It's Are you serious? Sick. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how we get it done. For, It'll for be three what? days for on the three, road together. Three days? <laughs> it's three days on the road together. You don't know how excited I am about being on three days with you in the back of a car in a hotel room. Okay. I, I don't know if that justifies the cost of wrapping a tour bus, but okay. Um, <laughs> if there's anyone else out there who hires out tour buses who wants to do two steady, sweet souls and goddamn cold ass favour, in January no one else is touring. It's very quiet. Mm. So hit us up. Okay. Uh, Take care of yourselves and each other. See you next time. Bye-bye. Love, guys. Moving on, moving on. So I close my eyes And the tears are well clear Then I feel no fear Then I feel no way My paths If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.